0: Episode 131, Late Night Internet Marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we demystify all of those squiggly things at the end of URLs called UTM parameters. I'm going to tell you what they are and how you can use them to make your website better. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast the late night internet and marketing podcast you've been working for somebody else but you want a business to run yourself you want to know how to start and where to begin can you get out your comfort zone my friend yes you can do it right when it's late at night in your business one night and time and now broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas Your host Mark Mason Hey hey hey, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Mark Mason and I am coming to you from Dallas, Texas. This is the podcast where I help you build your internet business one night at a time. I hope you are having an absolutely fantastic week, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode about changes with Amazon. I'll tell you a little behind-the-scenes story. You know, I told you I was on my way to San Antonio. We had an absolutely fantastic time in San Antonio, and as a matter of fact, I got to hang out with a guy who calls himself Hispanic Elvis, which you've just got to see the picture to imagine. What, I mean, you're not going to believe this guy, Hispanic Elvis. You can find that on the show notes at latenightim.com forward slash 131. We had a great time. We went to a restaurant that's been on the Riverwalk there in San Antonio since 1946, I think, called Casa Rio I've been eating there since I was a little kid, so that's, you know, what, 40 years I've been eating at that restaurant. And the restaurant's been there almost twice that long, so that's really fantastic. And then we, of course, took the kids to the Alamo and explained to them all about that sort of amazing piece of Texas history. And even went to what I think is probably the oldest cathedral in San Antonio Um, San Fernando, I think, Cathedral, and it's in the very center of town, and in fact, uh, some of the remains of the heroes of the Alamo are actually interred there, so it was pretty cool for the kids to see all of that and experience that history. We really, really had a good time in San Antonio. It's one of my very favorite cities, and when we stay there, we stay at a hotel called Hotel Contessa. And I want to tell you what happened to me at Hotel Contessa because it's along the lines of the story that I was telling you about these uh, people that my wife rents lenses from, ATS Lens Rental. Remember I told you about the amazing, fantastic customer service that she has there? Well, we had that experience again. I was up uh, poolside on the rooftop pool at Hotel Contessa with my kids. And the, the executive chef for the hotel walked by and he spoke to me and I talked to him. And as you guys know, I'm a very shy guy, not. So I struck up a conversation with chef because I'm a foodie. And so we started talking about food, really neat guy. Um, and some of his managers were with him and and we talked for a while. And I explained to him that we'd been going to Hotel Contessa since they originally opened. And he thought that was cool and so forth. And so we just went on our, about our business. It was like a five minute conversation. And I remember thinking at the time it was really nice for the executive chef of this hotel to stop and speak to me. I mean, I'm just a guy poolside, right? I thought that was really nice. So we're sitting there playing, and about 20 minutes later, one of the hotel staff comes up with a little tray. And on the tray is two glasses of milk and some amazing cookies and brownies for my children. And nothing for me, just something from chef for the kids. And I thought that was amazing and represents the kind of customer service that causes things to happen, like getting your hotel talked about on podcasts, having customers come back to your hotel over and over again, those little extra things, those cookies probably cost the hotel $3, maybe at most, but him taking the time to do that. Was was going well above and beyond anything that he should have to do, and in fact, what he's doing is something that I learned from Cliff Ravenscraft, who learned from somebody else, is that when you're running a business, you really should do the thing, do some things that you would like to do for everybody, but can't. You should do them for some people some of the time. Do the things for some of the people, some of the time that you'd like to do for all of the people, all of the time. I really believe that's the right thing to do, and that's what happened to me at Hotel Contessa. Where do you think I'm going to stay next time I go to San Antonio? Not because I'm expecting free cookies, but because they employ people and they've set up a culture in their business that has that kind of attitude, and that's why I'll go back there If you run your business that way, customers will come back to you too. Direct from the Orient, it's time for the Internet Marketing Fortune Cookie. Okay, so we've got an exciting main segment today, but before we get into that, I want to treat you to one of the more elusive Internet Marketing Fortune Cookies that I've had the privilege to deal with in my long career in Internet Marketing. As you know... I'm a firm believer that everything that you need to know about internet marketing can be learned from fortune cookies. But the other day I got this fortune cookie and I wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to do with it at first because I thought maybe this was the exception. This was the case where the fortune cookie was not going to teach me something about internet marketing. And it said, a crab wonton a day keeps the doctor away. And I thought, oh my gosh, this has nothing to do with internet marketing. But then it hit me, this has everything to do with internet marketing. And it proves my point exactly that you can learn everything you need to know about internet marketing from fortune cookies. So this statement, a crab wonton a day keeps the doctor away. It's obviously a play on the very old statement that an apple a day keeps the doctor away and that statement in and of itself dates back all the way to the 1800s in america where basically the idea is this thing that's good for you if you'll if you'll do these things that are good for you i.e. eating an apple a day it'll keep you healthy that's that's a you do things that are good for you over and over again each day that's going to be good for you it's going to keep you healthy it's going to keep the doctor away Now, you you may or may not be familiar with the crab wonton, depending on what part of the world that you live in. But the crab wonton is commonly referred to in the United States as the crab rangoon. And the crab rangoon is basically this puff pastry, Chinese puff pastry. We'll, We'll address the Chinese part here in a minute. But in American Chinese restaurants, you'll find this puff pastry, And it is stuffed with a combination of usually Philadelphia cream cheese and crab meat with a little bit of onions or scallions in it. Absolutely delicious. I love these things. And the wonton is deep fried usually. So you have this deep fried crispy wonton with this gooey cream cheese that's savory because of the onions and stuffed with crab meat. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Let me tell you, I've been all over China and the rest of Asia. This is not a real Chinese thing, okay? The Crab Rangoon is an invention of American Chinese food restaurants. I mean, come on. Rangoon was the old capital of uh, Myanmar, right? I mean, this has absolutely nothing to do with China. So what it is is a fusion of american cuisine philadelphia cream cheese in this context this chinese context and it's invented and and placed in that context and it's new and very successful and in fact it represents a fusion of american culture and chinese culture to create something new and great and that explains the fortune This fortune, a crab wonton a day keeps the doctor away, really means that accepting change in your business and doing new things, that's really good for you. It also probably means that the stuff that got you to wherever you are in your business may not get you to where you need to be. And I'll give you two examples from my business. One is this distraction that I told you about a couple of weeks ago where I'm going through the 100k revolution. It turns out this 100k factory revolution program has an enormous Facebook advertising component. Now, those of you that know me I've said this many times I'm not a paid advertising guy. But with as big as Facebook is becoming it's it's really not reasonable to be a credible internet marketing resource and not be really good at Facebook advertising. That's a skill that I need to get better at. Now I overstated, I've done Facebook advertising and I have had some success, but I'm not a Facebook advertising guru. After I go through this hundred K factory revolution program, I'm going to be a lot closer to being that guru. I think I'll also end up with a new stream of income. And if that happens, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you know what happens either way, but I'm going to tell you all about it as this thing goes along. But The point is, that's something new, right? That's something new for me, and it represents change in my business, and it represents growth, mental growth, learning, and knowledge, and it also represents some complementary skills that I really need to grow. And like the Crab Rangoon extends the menu of Chinese food in in the United States, and it's good for for Chinese food restaurant business, so too does this change in, in business uh, is it good for me? And it's good for you, too, to learn things. Now, clearly, you have to be careful about bright, shiny objects, and you can't jump on every new thing. But when strategic opportunities present themselves, that's usually a really good thing for your business. And I'll tell you, the other obvious thing where change is, is really good is around this whole topic of SEO. You know, the SEO tactics that we were using that in, in 2011 and 2010 that were content poor and crummy link heavy, you know, we were using article marketing and a bunch of stuff that really no longer works and is no longer appropriate, and we were filling up the internet with completely worthless content in an effort to essentially persuade Google to rank our sites higher, we've had to evolve out of that. And that change, accepting that change to a new model where content is more important than it ever has been, links are still important, but they have to be really good authoritative links. Junky links will no longer help you. In fact, they, they still will hurt you a little bit. Um, that change is, is a very, is very important to embrace that change. Just like, um, embracing the crab Rangoon has helped Chinese food restaurants in America have more success. So That was a close one, but I just want to remind you that my record is still intact and I still do claim that you can learn everything that you need to know about internet marketing from fortune cookies. And I want to encourage you to strategically and carefully, but enthusiastically embrace change in your business. That'll keep the doctor away. It's time to get to work. One night at a time. One night at a time. Okay, and now we're going to get to an interesting topic that I really like, and that is this topic of UTM parameters in URLs. And I know you feel like you're about to go to sleep just at the mention of that overly technical gobbledygook that just came out of my mouth. But bear with me, and I promise I will offer you an analogy related to to my trip to San Antonio that you will absolutely appreciate and will help you understand this at the end. So let's start with the very, very basics. What is it that I'm talking about? Well, a lot of times when you click on a link, you'll notice that the link is comprised of three things that you'll recognize. One is the transport technology that's being used. Usually that's HTTP or HTTPS. That's the stuff at the very beginning. And then you'll see a colon and some slashes, and then you'll see something else that you recognize, which is the website name, the domain name, and that's where the, the content lives that you're trying to load up in your web browser. So you've got the HTTP or HTTPS, then you've got the, the domain name, and then you've got the, some of the stuff after that, which is essentially usually you would think of it as the post name, a lot of times in WordPress, we call that the post slug, but really it's the path to the file on the web server. It's it's telling the web server where to locate the web page it is that you're trying to pull up on its server. And it's not any different than if you're on your Windows machine and you're digging around on your hard drive, you've got some files in nested file folders and it pulls the page up. And those are the three parts of a URL. But occasionally, and, and maybe even really more than occasionally, because this is an incredibly popular technology on the internet, you'll see that, that that URL that you're used to looking at, those three parts that you're used to looking at, is followed with a question mark. And then after that question mark, you will see a bunch of gobbledygook, ampersands and equal signs and a bunch, a bunch of names some of which will be recognizable, some of which maybe not so much. And usually you'll see the three letters U-T-M. That's U-T is in Tom, M is in Mary. And those items that are all embedded in all that gobbledygook are called U-T-M parameters. Now, U-T-M stands for the Urchin Tracking Module. And the Urchin tracking module gets its name because back in the early 2000s, maybe 2005, around in that time, Google acquired a company called Urchin, and the, they acquired this tracking technology from this company. And I, I have trouble remembering back that far, but I think really technically speaking, Urchin, the software, was the predecessor of to Google Analytics and now Google Analytics continues to recognize the UTM parameters. The bottom line is Google Analytics understands urchin tracking parameters, UTM. So what are these things? And the easiest thing to say about urchin tracking parameters are they are tags that you can put on a URL to help you figure out where the traffic came from. So, for example, if you are running a Facebook ad campaign, you can add these tags to the end of the URL that you use in that campaign, the link that you put in, where you say, if someone clicks on my Facebook ad, I want them to go to this place on my webpage. You can add these tags so that you know later, and actually, more specifically, so that Google Analytics knows later exactly where that traffic came from and this is absolutely critical and it's going to be important for me in my work with facebook and the 100k factory revolution to know which ads are sending traffic into my website because that's how i'm going to understand which ads i should run or not run which ads i should stop which ads i should spend more money on and so forth is by these kinds of analytics And UTM is the technology that enables all of this. So for you, if you're sending traffic to your website from anywhere, from banner ads, from Facebook, from Twitter, and you want more information or even from other pages in your own website, if you want more information about exactly where that traffic is coming from, which ads are working, which ads aren't which link placements are working, which aren't really important for affiliate marketing, you can use these urgent tracking parameters, UTM parameters to help Google analytics tell you exactly what's going on. And what's really cool about this is you can use the conversion goal inside of Google analytics to really nail down what source of traffic is really creating opt-ins or sales for you on the web, on your website. So UTM parameters. There are four that I use whenever I do UTM all the time. One is the source parameter, and this identifies is typically used to identify which site sent the traffic. It's a required parameter, and an example would be uh, that the UTM source was Google or Facebook or Bing. You know, those those would be examples. Or Twitter. That's the source of the traffic that's coming to the URL that you're tagging. The second parameter that's often used is what type of link was used. What's the medium? The UTM medium is usually used to describe the type of advertising medium that you're using to send the traffic. How the traffic gets to you, is it from social or is it from banner ads? Is it from cost per click ads? you know, where is it coming from? Is it coming from AdSense? You know, what's the medium that is being used, the advertising medium that's being used to send you the traffic? Then there's a campaign parameter that you can set which campaign this traffic is coming from. Maybe you've got a content, special content campaign, or a seasonal campaign, or some kind of effort where you're trying to identify a group of ads that you're putting out there for a particular purpose. You can use the campaign parameter, um, the spring sale or the Halloween promotion. That would be typical values for the campaign parameters. And then the final parameter that is often used is the content parameter. And that can help you identify specifically which ad was clicked to bring the user to the site whether it was a banner ad or a text text link this is often used for a b testing and other kinds of testing as well so um, you might see examples like the logo or text in the ad maybe you're trying to understand the difference which one of those links is sending you the most traffic so this all sounds a little bit confusing. So let me give you the analogy that I promised you related to my trip to San Antonio. And I have to give Jeffrey Kranz credit for this for he he wasn't over overthink. I think he's still there, but he has this fantastic post about UTM that I read quite some time ago. And and I remember this analogy, it really stuck with me. And I'm going to share my own version of it with you now. But really, this is kind of Jeffrey's analogy modified for my purposes. So let's say that we are going to San Antonio. Okay, so that's really the URL. So, you know, we talked about this URL, HTTPS colon slash slash late night Internet marketing dot com. That's the that's where we're headed that, in this case, is the URL. And in our case, for my analogy, I'm going to San Antonio. Well, I'll have UTM parameters after that URL that's going to tell me about that trip to San Antonio. I'm sending people, myself and my children, to San Antonio. That's my destination. What's my source? Well, I'm. where am I coming from? So my UTM source where i'm coming from in this case i'm not coming from facebook or twitter i'm coming from dallas my source is dallas that's where i'm coming from that's my utm source what's my utm medium what's sending the traffic from dallas to san antonio well i'm going in a car on the highway so i you know i'm traveling by car that's the medium and i'm not going from by cost per click, I'm actually going by car to San Antonio. That's my UTM medium. And why am I going there? You know, that's my campaign. What is causing this? Is it a promotion? No, it's spring break. So my destination is San Antonio. My Where I'm coming from, my UTM source is Dallas. I'm getting there. My UTM medium is by car and I'm going there because it's spring break. My UTM campaign is spring break. So once I get all this stuff set up in, in these UTM parameters for my campaign, my spring break campaign, I can track my traffic into San Antonio in Google analytics. And it can tell me, you know how many people I took to San Antonio and, and, when they got there and what they did after they got to San Antonio. In fact, Google analytics will be able to tell me, Hey, I went to the hotel Contessa and I converted that visit into a sale at hotel Contessa. And then I went to Casa Rio and I converted that, that traffic from that source, from that Dallas source using that medium car to get to my destination. I was able to convert that trip into enchiladas at Casa Rio. So this is the purpose of these UTM parameters. And so now that gobbledygook is totally demystified to you. So now the next time that you see that one, you can understand, okay, there's a marketing person at work who's tracking my click. And two, you can understand what it is that they're doing. Now there is a, these, these URLs are very long and, and ornery. And so If you want to create your own UTM-enabled URLs, it's really easy because Google provides a URL builder for you to create these for yourself, and you can use them and test them out. And in fact, you can just for fun, as an exercise, take a website, a page on your website, go to this Google Analytics uh, URL builder, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, and you can build a URL with UTM parameters, and you can send traffic. You can tweet that out and send traffic to your site, and behold, you'll see in Google Analytics where the, the that there's traffic coming in from Twitter, where it came from and what they did, and that'll give you a whole nother level of information inside of Google Analytics. Now, it kind of goes without saying, if you're not using Google Analytics, you absolutely should be. If you don't have Google Analytics enabled on your website, it's really easy to do, and you can just Google how to install Google Analytics, and there's a 1,000 resources out there that will tell you. But basically, you create a Google Analytics account, which is free. You get a special snippet of code, and you jam it in your website. Super easy to do, and I'll also put a link in the show notes to a resource that you can use on how to do that. Now, here's what I want you to do so that you can remember this. I want you to go to the show notes at latenightim.com forward slash 131, and I want you to download my handy-dandy UTM parameter decoder ring. It's a nice little one-page PDF that includes my analogy for San Antonio. You can have it on your hard drive, and so when you go to install UTM parameters yourself, You can have this available to you, and it will be there for all time. Again, this is latenightim.com forward slash episode 131. It's the UTM parameter secret decoder ring. I hope you enjoy that. Okay, well, that wraps it up for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that UTM parameter discussion wasn't too terribly technical. I tried to make it uh, consumable for podcasting. I am getting ready to go to Social Media Marketing World. I'll be out in San Diego next week. If you're going to be out there, I would absolutely love to see you. Come find me. I will be the track leader for the podcasting track. I'm honored to be doing that. In fact, the very first speaker in the track will be my good buddy Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'll be in that track uh, for, for, uh, for the duration there. So I'm easy to find. Come see me. I'd love to see you at Social Media Marketing World out in San Diego. That's the 23rd through the 25th. And if you can't find me at the conference, a good bet is the bar at the Grand Hyatt, which is always a lot of fun whenever the conference is, whenever that's the conference hotel. So look for me there or in the conference itself. And I'll look forward to seeing you in San Diego next week. I will have an episode drop on Thursday, uh, Lord willing, and the river don't rise. And uh, that's what we say here in Texas. And until then, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week working on your business and delivering the kind of amazing customer service to your readers and your purchasers and your clients and the same kind of customer service that I saw at Hotel Contessa in San Antonio. Ciao. late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LatenightPodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content. Access the show notes and more. See you there. Until then. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. All right. Well, I hope I didn't put you guys to sleep with all that UTM stuff. I tell you, um, you know, I've made it a bunch of weeks in a row now with this podcast. Well over six months, going in seven or eight months. Um, I don't ever intend to ever miss an episode. Ever. That's my hope. But, man, last week was close. And uh, next week, I'm probably going to include a tech tip for Dropbox because Dropbox saved me because I have... You know, I've, I do, I have in the past done a lot of international travel. And so I have two black backpacks. One is a black backpack that I leave packed for international travel. It has a computer power supply in it that never leaves the backpack, several cords that never leave the backpack, including one of those anchor uh, rechargeable power supply battery brick things that you can use to recharge your phone when you're on the road. And it's got a couple of other really important things, currency from probably 10 different countries and a wallet in there and my passport and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Stuff that I absolutely always want to have whenever I travel, these super spectacularly powerful Asahi Japanese uh, breath mints that are super powerful and needed whenever you're on a plane for 14 hours I got, you know, I've been traveling for a long time. I got a routine. But for the San Antonio trip, it was just for a couple days, and I didn't want to lug that backpack and switch backpacks and all that kind of stuff. So I was going to use my normal everyday carry backpack that I carry to work. They're both black. And so we're packing up the family. It's a little chaotic. I'm getting ready to leave. You know, we're packing up the car. We got suitcases. Kids are looking for their iPads. And, you know, the typical kid chaos that you have. And I slipped my backpack in, I slipped my, finished what I was doing and slipped my laptop in my backpack, threw the backpack in the car and headed off to San Antonio. Went to San Antonio, landed at the Hotel Contessa, some amazing bellhop, grabbed all our stuff and took it up to the room for us. It's a really nice hotel. I really love it. Did I mention that? And, you know, we leave all the stuff in the room and go and hit the town. I come back at night and I'm ready to edit the podcast so I can get it out the next day. And I go to the the laptop in the backpack and there's no laptop in the backpack. You talk about the stupid, sick feeling, not only because I wasn't sure where the laptop was, although I figured that out pretty quickly, but everything that I needed to work on the podcast was on that laptop and and it turns out the laptop was in Dallas I had slipped the laptop into the wrong backpack so here I was with no laptop my podcast record in jeopardy and so uh, after a moment of panic I realized well my whole family's a bunch of geeks we have two other laptops with us so I downloaded my audio editing software to my son's laptop after he went to sleep and I was able to log into Dropbox. And luckily, I store absolutely every file I ever create for any reason on Dropbox. And there was some complexity that I had not left the laptop on long enough to sync these audio files. And so uh, I had to go ask my nephew to go over to the house and turn the laptop back on because it was in the backpack at this time. But he turned it on, got everything synced, and I was able to work on the stuff in san antonio and get last week's episode out on time lots of drama but the bottom line is dropbox is a very good thing we'll probably talk about some cool dropbox tips next week i hope to hear from you then or i hope to see you then i hope you hear from me then you know what i mean talk to you soon bye Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me. In 2007, when I was trying to get started, there were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet, and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet, mark.